Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I am joined with wife of the pod and reluctant drinker, Katrina. How you doing? I'm alright. Yeah? I don't feel great. No? <laughs> no, no. I've got a bit of a, bit of a headache. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, drinking on Sunday is going to do that to you. I guess so. We need What we need to do is we need to have, if we're going to do a pod on Sunday, we need to have something nice like mimosas or some Ooh, shit. That would be very nice. The champagne pod. It wouldn't work with my calorie counting. Yeah, but the champagne pod sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> a new pod called the, sh- anyway. Um, so let's go through some stuff real quick. We're going to be a quicker episode, hopefully, because I mean, yes, Oh, fucking crazy things happened. However, we don't want to be doing this for a while. So <laughs> let's let's uh, let's dive right in. Um, uh, mobster lawyer Michael Cohen <laughs> testified before Congress. Um, I mean, when I say mobster lawyer, like D plus mobster lawyer at yes, best, yeah. um, testified before Congress um, regarding uh, the president and I guess. C minus mobster Donald Trump, <laughs> um, and uh, stated that Donald Trump, in his opening statement, which um, I read while I was at work, <laughs> if not doing work, <laughs> reading it, um, he uh, stated that Donald Trump was a con man, a liar, a racist, uh, someone you shouldn't trust, and that's why he worked for him for ten years, which is yeah. cool. Um, so. Uh, Michael Cohen went in and said, you know, he implicated Trump in crimes. Um, he, he stated... It, he implicated him in 11 felonies. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that specific number until you yeah. just told me 11. That. I just knew, I'm like, he implicated him in a bunch of crimes. But they're the crimes that were like, oh yeah, he did do. That yeah. we all kind of assumed that he did. But if we can prove that he did them... Wouldn't that be dope? That'd be great. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he implicated him in a bunch of crimes. Um, he spoke to his character, saying that he was racist, uh, saying that he asked, um, he had asked out loud before, what good country is run by a black person during the time that Barack Obama was the president of the yep. United States? Um, once again, things that we're not like surprised about. Was there, I mean, from what I, I mean, I didn't get to watch it because obviously I had work and it was like the, I think the thing that lasted the entirety of the time I was at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's coming back in March. He's coming back again. Well, he's already currently doing closed door testimony. Yeah, well, they always have the, classified yeah, yeah, they always have the closed door where he, yeah, but he's coming back to do it in, in, mm-hmm. in like an open. Um, right, right before he goes back to jail for his three years. Right. Um, was there anything that you saw in there that was surprising, that was weird, that was like, I, what? I mean, is anything, I mean, nothing he said, um, Mark Meadows, uh, (laughs) did some surprising stuff. Which part, which part was surprising for you Uh, for Mark Meadows? The the part where he's like, look at this black woman. (laughs) She would never work for a racist. Look at her! Let me have her stand here while I talk. Hey, black woman, you stand right next to me. That was a little surprising. You stand next, I mean, it should be, but it's not. Like, the, the idea that. That's what Republic like. That's literally what a Republican's yeah. like. Well, there's no way Donald Trump could be racist because look, he knows a black, 
so what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, that's... I, I mean, it wasn't really surprising. It's just like, ah, oh, God. And like, why are you... It's, it's like, a, it's, one of the, it's a facepalm no. moment. Yeah, we were like, you're in front of the... You're in front of the world right now. What are you doing? How is this your point? I, I think maybe his... Cohen's uh, composure and, like, performance yeah. was kind of surprising. Like, he was real tough. Like, yeah. I, I was very surprised how he... Shame on you, Jim Jordan. Yeah. Like, I thought he did a really good job of pre- presenting himself in this. Well, of course, when you're, like, when you look at it and you're like, well, I mean, he's been, like, a waffle for ten years. Yeah. And now he's in front of Congress with a with a with a like a toughness to factor guys. now and Max to grind. We're like, what? Who's this guy? It's like when John Kerry spoke at the DNC, yeah. like after he didn't become the president in like two thousand eight, and you're like, who the fuck is this John Kerry? I think it was twenty twelve. It was it was twenty twelve. It was yeah. twenty twelve. Because I was like, I love this John Kerry. <laughs> he should have ran. He probably would have done well. Um, so, yeah, the, the Michael Cohen stuff was fun. Before the Michael Cohen testimony, I don't know if you... I'm sure you read this, but before the Michael Cohen testimony, a Florida congressperson... Oh, yeah. And I, I guess, let's go with F-minus mobster, because honestly, uh, yeah, Matt Gates decided to tweet out, Hey, Ma- Michael... Does, uh, does your family know about your girlfriends? I bet they're pretty interested in that kind of thing. Let's have a chat. Like, they're going to learn. They're going <laughs> to And the Florida bar is like, you can't fucking do that. They're investigating. They are investigating. They're going to debar him for that, probably. They're, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to lose his license. I mean, he intimidated a witness. They're Florida. Very clearly. Um, once again. It's okay when the president does it. Right. It's okay when the president does it. <laughs> Isn't that Oh, this is so crazy how the president gets away with stuff that other people can't. What like are you it, it about? used to be that the president was held to a higher standard. Like you can't wear you can't wear khaki suits. You can't wear a tan suit, you <laughs> black president. Get out of here. Now it's like, yeah, it's okay if he obstructs justice and tampers with witnesses, but you're a lower level. You can't get away with it. We that. can't indict a sitting president. I think I think Gates was just like, this isn't any different from what the t- the president has tweeted. Why, I mean, why honestly, can't I do it? Honestly, your defense literally needs to be if you ever, if anything ever happens like that, you're like, well, the president did it. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I do this? But you know, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that was a, that was a crazy, like, that was oh, yeah. before it started. Yeah, that was crazy. He then, like, had to, like, tweet out and be like, guys, leave Michael Cohen's family alone. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I can't believe whoever, uh, I mean, I don't know what came over me for saying something like that. Yeah. I mean, I meant it, and I still fucking mean it. You hear me, Michael? Well, I, but, like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I saw something, um, regarding how Trump has basically done this to Cohen before about, like, his father-in-law the White House's official response or Trump's response was, um, it, <laughs> I'm just threatening him with the truth. <laughs> Literally <laughs> saying wait, he's threatening him. Wait, no. They, they could not have used the word threatening. <laughs> Because that's so... That is the quote I saw. That's, a, that's <laughs> literally just like, hey, I did it. <laughs> so what's yeah. up? But it's true. What I'm saying is I am going to tell his family the truth if he doesn't lie for me. <laughs> what's the matter with that? <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I saw a quote from a Democratic Judicial Committee member who yeah. said that, um, like, we have unambiguous evidence that Trump committed crimes. 
but we don't have unambiguous evidence that he committed an impeachable, impeachable offense. What? And to me, that's insane. Wait. If we have evidence he committed a crime, he should be impeached. What? what they I, impeached. They impeached Clinton for lying, for perjury. That was perjury. That was a crime. He, yeah. He committed. That's a crime. like a basic. That's not like to, at least to me. That's not like a big level crime it's a crime the president should be held to a higher standard i well i mean no okay i'm gonna push back a little bit because uh-huh. now we're like hey the president jaywalked let's get him like no. jaywalking is also a crime and you're saying we need to hold people to the higher standard like i i i get i sort of get it perjury i think anyone should be impeached for perjury because mm-hmm. you lied in front of a judicial body to save yourself, which is not good. Um, I think that, uh, I think that it's, the the current president's been like the unindicted co-conspirator in a litany, a litany of crimes. So honestly, I I do question what the Democrats are waiting to pull that trigger for. The Mueller Um, investigation to conclude. That's but what they're waiting for. We're not necessarily going to find out all of the details of that. Like, I, I they, think... like they're, they might not be released to the public yeah. the way that they're going to be released to Congress. And Congress will then go, like, what are they going to do? Then go, we're impeaching him, but we can't tell you why. That's not something that's going to... That's going to be the thing that... That's gonna be the well, thing they've that already said they're going to um, compel the results to be... To be released. Right, but if they're not, if they're not, if if it comes out... I think it makes sense to wait. I do. Because they don't have all the information that Mueller has, um, and we'll have a stronger case once we have all that information. That's true. And they keep saying it's going to come out soon. I mean, who knows when it's actually going to come out, but I think it is the smart play to wait until we have all all that we can. Because it's clear, it's, it's clear already that... Mueller believes Trump is guilty. He's already has him as the unindicted co-conspirator. So mm-hmm. I think there will be evidence we can use. Well, I mean, it's going to help that uh, Michael Cohen has um, implicated him in numerous crimes, including uh, he is when uh, he did pay back Michael Cohen for paying off um, the adult film actress uh, in order to hide the affair to say to election pr- fraud, to protect his to protect campaign or campaign finance violations yeah. campaign finance fraud um, those yeah. were two of the fe- two of the eleven felonies he implicated Michael Cohen also bank uh, fraud insurance Michael, fraud Michael Cohen did uh, he referred to him as indi- uh, sorry individual one oh yeah I uh, in that. the previous there was the previous indictment that yeah. involved an individual one who we didn't know who it was we knew the it was and um, Michael Cohen just told us it's him and he brought receipts with him he's like here's the check that Donald Trump wrote to me Mm -hmm. um so that I could so because I paid this person um so the question that the Republicans uh tried to tried to uh, levy um that day which I mean let's be honest there was no uh inter uh sorry uh intellectual integrity with them it was literally just (laughs) Well, how can we trust him? We can't trust Michael Cohen. All he's done is lie. And it's like, right, but do you remember the lies he was telling before? Yeah. The lies were, the president didn't do anything wrong. The president's great. All hail the president. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now that he's singing a different tune, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, uh, Paul Gossar are pretty upset now. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, 
would it have helped Republicans to actually try to find out any sort of, like, they didn't use this as a fact-finding mission, no. right? They used it to attack the character of Michael Cohen, yes. which honestly isn't very hard. It's, it's, it's not hard at all. No. It's, he's, he, the character of Michael Cohen is pretty clear. He will do whatever for whatever. Mm-hmm. Why? So my question is actually, I'll I'll give them that. I I want you to be able to. I want you to answer this, but I will give them. I'll give them this question. Why should we trust him now? I mean, why would he have? <laughs> why would he be lying at this point? Right. It's very clear why he lied originally. But now he's going to prison for three years. Like, why right. would he have admitted guilt? He's not getting any time of off of his sentence. He didn't get for any this. time off of it. So right. No. Right. So there's literally there's no reason. There's no reason that he whatsoever. Would. <laughs> there's no reason that he's gonna be that he's gonna lie. Like there's be, besides him inherently being a liar. There was one thing that he had said in there that I'm like, okay, well let's let's just relax a little bit. Where he asked if um, I think someone asked how many times Donald Trump made him. Uh, sorry, Donald Trump requested that he threatened someone, or Donald Trump threatened him. I don't remember, but um. So they just kept saying numbers that are higher, and he's like, higher, higher. <laughs> like, was it 10 times? Higher. 100 times? Higher. 200 times? Higher. It's like 500 times? More than that. And I'm like, okay, you didn't count this shit. <laughs> so, like, let's, let's, let's quash that. That was the one thing that I'm like, okay, you're not telling the truth right there. You're just making shit up. Mm-hmm. And that's... I mean, whatever. I do, I do think he clearly has an axe to grind. That's he very fucking, clear. He fucking um, hates this person. But if now. he's giving us things that can be corroborated by yes. records, then that's important. I don't. I don't think that we are able to prosecute Trump based on his word alone. No. But when he says, "Oh." Trump lied to the insurance company and inflated his assets. Right. At this point, you can look at the records and see that it actually, it would right. have happened or not. He did it, he did, he, and he did this in, in, in uh, it's been very clear. He's done mm-hmm. it in public where he, he inflates his, he says, my assets are huge, I'm, I'm, I'm so rich, it's unbelievable how well, rich I am. That's not illegal. <laughs> right, 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 but then, but then with, with the, with the financial entity, mm-hmm. he then, um, lowballed what he had well, so what, that he can get a was, fair, so that, he, so he can get a, a better interest rate. No, he, well, what it was with the, um, he, there were multiple instances, so. Right. Uh, the one was... The previous year, he said like his golf course was like worth five million dollars or mm-hmm. something like that um, to the insurance company. So, or not to the tax to the government, right? To the tax people, so that his taxes were lower. And then the next year, when he was getting insurance for it, the higher assets, the lower your premiums are. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, um, but he <laughs> said it was worth like fifty million. Mm-hmm. That t- so that's like a clear. Huge difference. He's done that, and he's done that multiple times. And that's exactly what he does. Yeah, he did that with uh, trying to buy the Buffalo Bills. He said his assets were higher, so he could get a higher loan. His filings versus his public statements are Mm -hmm. just incredibly varied. Yeah. Like... But it's not about his public statements. No, it's not about his public statements, but that that shows when when you're lying, you're... It, to me, yeah. and I think to others, it shows that he is willing to lie about his finances for um, whatever gain that's going <laughs> to... Oh, you broke it. Whatever gain that's going to get him. Um, whether that be public favor, when he does it in, when he does it in public, or uh, uh, favorable rates for whatever he would have to pay for when he does mm-hmm. it in private. 
um, which the private part is, is, is a crime. Yes. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he does it in private, it's a, it's a crime. He's mm-hmm. not allowed to do that. Right. Weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, Michael Cohen uh, testified. He testified for a while. It was hours, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a good long while. Um, and he apologized to his family. He said he let them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's weird that it took him that long to figure that out. I think it's weird that it took a, a human being 10 years to go, maybe this wasn't the best call. <laughs> 10 years and a presidency to go, maybe I shouldn't have fucking done this. Do you have any sort of like sympathy for Michael Cohen? No. Because I, I don't. No. I just don't. He was committing crimes independent of Trump as right. well. Like he's taxi he's keys. not a good guy. The taxi king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He was. He's not a good guy. He was committing cr- crimes independently of Trump. He he knew the right thing and the wrong thing to do and chose the right chose the wrong thing because it was beneficial for him. Yeah. He did that constantly, and I just see. I and I don't think that I don't think that the left has done this, but. I'm just afraid that sometimes the left is going to, like, make heroes of people that don't, that shouldn't be heroes. One of which is Michael Cohen, where if, if he helps bring down this presidency, Michael Cohen becomes a fucking hero to the left. It's like, no, though. No. Because he helped bring on the presidency. He helped the president commit a bunch of crimes. He... Uh, literally was himself committing crimes outside of the president. Like, not just for the president, for him. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to uh, touch on because, you know, Roger Stone and uh, Roger Stone was, uh, um, his dealings with the president were uh, implicated by, by uh, Michael Cohen as well. Uh, Michael Cohen said that... Uh, uh, Roger Stone was communicating with directly with Julian Assange and that Trump knew that the DNC dump was happening, mm-hmm. um, which contradicts what Trump said, which is I didn't know anything at all. Yeah, but it's hearsay. So, yeah, it's not anything like we can all think that and he can corroborate it. But without any other evidence, it's not something I think that we can use for any purpose no i think i think that's true i mm-hmm. think I, I just i it's it sucks because it's like yeah i i really i truly believe that that happened now now i i don't think donald trump and i i think that uh michael cohen said this i don't think that donald trump thought he was gonna be the president no i never thought that i don't think he thought he was gonna be the president at all i think he's like this is gonna be a real dope time where i get to build my business and my business gets a bunch of name recognition because I am the I'm running for he didn't think he was gonna win the fucking primary he would have got a ton of money if he lost oh my god he was gonna make that TV channel and and the right would have been been all over huge oh my god Uh, if only can we just go back and give us if honestly I think if if I I think if uh, like a a a wealthy Republican came to him and said if you drop out I'm gonna give you your own TV channel and they're gonna talk about you the whole time and they're going to talk about Republicans um, in contrast to you, right? Like, they'll talk about how either, how you're you're going to be favorable the whole time, but it, we're going to talk about Republicans that you can mold or Republicans that aren't being as good as you and how Democrats are garbage and you're the best. I think he would have gone for that. 
And I'm like, Shelly Adelson, why did you just give him that money to do that, man? He would have never dropped out. I think he would have dropped no, out. No, he wouldn't have, because that would have been a hit to his pride. Mm. No way he would have dropped out. I think he'd rather drop out than lose. I think you're wrong. Because he can just claim it was rigged, it was... I mean, he already did, even though he won, but he, he claimed it was rigged. But he could have dropped out saying it was going to be rigged, knowing that he was going to get this stuff, and then just get out. And just get out of the game. No, I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. I disagree, strongly. Um, but let's move on, because we're trying to do this real quick, and I don't want to be on here for a while. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, the North Korea summit. Sorry, the, well, it was in Vietnam, but the Hanoi. summit with Kit summit with Kim Jong-un, also known as the uh, Fox News, what Michael Cohen thing, where? Yeah, it was, uh, fun. it was fun. We were watching MSNBC after the Cohen hearings, and you're like, I wonder what the other networks are talking about. We switched to CNN, they're talking about Cohen. You switch to Fox News, North Korea summit. Immediately. <laughs> and then, like an hour later, you do the same thing. Yep. Exact same result. Same thing. Same thing. An hour later, same thing. Exact same result. So Fox News completely ignored the Cohen. I think that Fox News was literally pretending that Michael Cohen yeah. was never a human being, <laughs> and, and that's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's that shows dedication. Where they're like, I don't think this guy's real. And that was the point of this. The yeah. point of this happening was to be a distraction. Wait, can I? How long ago was it? Was it planned? Because I don't think it was planned in concert with Michael Cohen testifying. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, see, I, I, I don't know enough to, to say that. I do not believe in any way that it was a coincidence. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not even a little but, bit. So, Katrina, run me down all of the concessions that we got from North Korea. Um, I will uh, take the time to, because this is probably going to take a while, I'm going to go ahead and knit a sweater while you tell me all of the concessions that North Korea made and go. Well, they agreed to continue halting their nuclear production while we agreed to continue halting joint military operations with South Korea. So nothing different than what was currently happening from the last summit. Could you know what are you talking about? I'm not even done the sweater. <laughs> I'm not even close. I got nothing done. What do you mean nothing happened? Well, they, they also got nothing done. <laughs> did nothing. Oh my goodness. So so we had a we had a summit and just zero things happened. There was zero yeah, things. Yeah. It was nothing. It was supposed to be like much longer. They had all these things set up and then they're just abruptly like, "We're going home. See ya." Well, Trump said when you sometimes you know when you have to walk away. Mhm. Mm and he walked away. Yeah. Um from the thing that he was like, "This is the this is one of the this is why I should get a Nobel yeah, Peace Prize." Yeah, like, get a Nobel Peace Prize for for walking away like yeah, oh my god well i was reading a new york times article about this and they had like negotiators there ahead of time working on this and north korea said unambiguously they're not going to give up more of their nuclear sites right and the trump administration knew this and they came in with the exact same deal their negotiators have been trying to bring with absolutely no uh effect and kim's like no i'm mm. not doing it <laughs> and that was it <laughs> that, that was the great negotiator right there can i just say but but 
Katrina, just, I mean, he makes the best deals. Yeah, he, he does. So to I me, mean, this, he, he was going to be better than all the other presidents. Well, he makes he makes the best deals. No one's yeah. a deal maker like him. And it just feels like there was no good deal there. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't want to be that guy, but I don't know if there was a fucking deal at all. It felt like there was no deal when everyone walked away from the mm-hmm. table. Um, what, what, the, what I read that... The Trump administration wanted a complete surrender of all of their nuclear weapons and all the nuclear weapons sites dismantled in exchange for removing all sanctions. Um, What Kim wanted for removing all sanctions was to shut down one nuclear site. Right. (laughs) So nobody tried to compromise at all. It was just like, I'm not doing it. Okay, I'm not doing it either. Well, bye. No, so, <laughs> bye. But let's. So, uh, the North Korean government came out and said we didn't ask for all sanctions to be lifted. Um, we asked for some sanctions to be lifted. We didn't ask for all. To be fair. Now, no, that was my question yeah. was going to be was going to be who do you trust? See, the I'm North not... Korean government or. The Trump administration. I believe the New York Times article I read was sources um, within the Trump government. So mm-hmm. they're usually more reliable than what the Trump government is saying. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah. People people in the Trump government who are talking privately. I mean, see, that's the thing, though. I don't, I don't trust these motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I also don't trust Kim Jong-un. No. Because I'm not an idiot. I'm not like... Uh, a lot of people on the right who now have a higher opinion of Vladimir Putin than people like Nancy Pelosi. Like, that's not a good call. Stop doing that Sorry. to my microphone. It's not very sturdy right now. <laughs> like, I'm kind of just tossing the mic on the ground to see. I, I made a good point, so I dropped it. But that's not how you do that. Um, But no, I, I, I just, I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was something that was going to be successful at all. Then we um, shouldn't have spent millions of dollars on it. <laughs> uh, no. Oh. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why you're... Crazy thought. The thing you... You just said that to me like, it I was, did it. No. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was clear to most people in the administration ahead of time that nothing was going to come from this. And they're just like... Trump insisted that they do it. Because it was a distraction. That's why. Well... It's something he likes to do. Well, yeah. He does like to do it. His friend Dennis Rodman's a big fan of Kim. And I feel like it's like a, it's like a, it's a rite of passage now. In the, in the Trump White House, they have to have a summit where nothing actually gets done or something. Can I just, Trump railed against the Iran deal. Mm-hmm. Like, heavily. Mm-hmm. Against the Iran deal, where we got Iran to chill out for a fucking bit. Um, which, by the way, uh, not a good, this is going to sound bad for me. But I feel like if anyone needs to chill out with nuclear weapons, it's probably the fucking country that is the only one that's used them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be telling people what to do with nuclear weapons when we're the only fucking country that's used nuclear weapons on another country. Especially when that war was pretty much over. Ugh. Anyway. Um, I, I, yeah, that to me, sorry, my apologies. That to me is laughable, mm-hmm. um, that we are like, you guys shouldn't be having these. It's like, aren't you guys the ones that use them to, on others? Um, but Donald Trump talks so much shit on the Iran deal when we're, we, we were there and Iran was following the, mm-hmm. 
Iran was following the guidelines of the deal. Now we have North Korea who, uh, excuse me, a bunch of reports, they weren't following the deal that was originally made, which was, it's just like, it's just, and then, and now they're like, we're not doing this at all because we want to not have any sanctions whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, the President of the United States keeps working with bad, bad state actors and thinks he's going to get, like, this awesome reception from them. And he hasn't. He hasn't been able to... He hasn't been able to work with, with bad actors and figure shit out. And, I mean, no, no and I'm not, not just him. Like, presidents have a problem with that. Um, presidents have a huge problem with dealing with, with that. Um, nor- the North Korea problem isn't just a Trump problem. It was uh, an Obama problem, a Bush problem, a Clinton problem. It was, it, the, this has been a problem for a while mm-hmm. and none of the presidents have ever been able to like do it. But this president's like, I figured it out. It's like, you fucking didn't. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. The, uh, something I read today, which was really, I thought funny. Um, mm-hmm. With regards to the Iran deal, uh, compared to the deal he and Kim Jong-un came up with after their first summit where he was already asking for his peace prize. Um, asking for... Well, yeah, sorry. This was before he strong-armed Japan into, <laughs> into nominating him for it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, the thing he signed with Kim Jong-un was one page and not specific at all. Like, nothing specifically laid out that they actually had to, like, follow. Follow. They could interpret their own way. Mm. The Iran deal was years in, took many years, over like 180 pages long, specific requirements. And like you said, they were following it. And every other country in the world agreed to it and thinks it's a good deal and they're still following it. Mm -hmm. But here Trump is clamoring for his Nobel Peace Prize for his one page piece of paper that didn't mean shit. Where the actual deal that was working, that was well crafted, was got done thrown away out the with. window. Was done and away with. Somebody from the Iranian government issued a statement or put on Twitter or something like that after this this Hanoi summit that Trump's not getting a deal from us either. <laughs> so you know he's he's a fucking laughing stock. Yeah. Across the world, uh, he ruined. The safety of people in the Midi- Middle East with regards to Iran and keeping their their nuclear production under control. It's just... There are there are like temper flare ups between India and Pakistan, yeah. right? Yes, there are. And um, I'm not sure if the presidents even addressed this. I don't know. India attacked some, I think, like tribal villages that were home to rebels in the, but they were in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pakistan responded by shooting down. <laughs> I just realized how much of a douche I sounded like was say Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> Good. India shot down some, or Pakistan shot down some Indian planes in response, and they're holding uh, an Indian pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were supposed to give him back either yesterday or today. So there are escalations over there, which is never great since they both have nukes. 
Like, what do you mean escalation between <laughs> countries, nuclear countries is bad? Yeah, who've gone you to war three Sith? times. You played Sid. This is fine. <laughs> no, nothing ever happens. Yeah. Uh, literally, it's essentially me versus Attila the Hun in Sid. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, what'd you fucking say to me? <laughs> like, it's... It's not. It, 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 he, he is. He is so bad foreign policy wise for this country, and I, I know that like the the right doesn't care. They don't care. It's fine. They don't care. That's not what they're thinking about. But honestly, a nuclear war between countries is not something to fucking shake your like shake your head at. It, it's a, it's a serious it's a serious thing. Serious enough that Donald Trump said. Uh, well, if Hillary Clinton was uh, the president, we've had a new World War Three by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like he knows how fucking crazy that is, and yet he's still doing nothing to intervene in the specific areas. That, like, I'm not saying you know send troops, but I'm not saying send troops. I'm not saying um, put people on the ground. I'm saying please, we for some reason we are seen as the uh, the moral compass of the world for some reason we're seen as the leaders it would help if we were on the, at the negotiating table between there or we it would help if anybody in our government said hey let's maybe we should talk about what's going on mm-hmm. i don't think that's happened here i don't think that's happened here we are too busy putting our chips in different in, in different uh, baskets where we're we're making sure that we're we're popping into the North Korea situation and um, they've been posturing for years but haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, these two countries that we've just referred to have gone to war multiple times. <laughs> like, it's not. I mean, I feel like we just kind of don't don't care about the specific, um, like the real foreign policy threats. Right. And then just kind of. Like wa- like wash our hands of certain situations. Oh yeah, where, should be. where he's not interested. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, because it's that's not, how we're leaving Syria. India and Pakistan aren't sexy. No, it's not, not a sexy. It's not thing. like Russia, North Korea. Not like North Korea would be. See, if that's you, if also you solve the, the North Korea, if you solve the North Korean aggression problem, that's the sex. That's that's a that is a that is a Nobel Peace Prize. That's your. That's an actual New York Times cover mm-hmm. that you can put in your bathroom instead of the one you made. Like those are the. That's the real shit. He doesn't. He doesn't care about any of this. What he cares about is his image, and he does what Daddy Putin tells him to do. <laughs> Papa Putin is what I call him. Yeah, that's better. Papa. P- I feel like Daddy. Uh, <laughs> Shows the more, more sexual Ill- more, relationship. Dearie, no. <laughs> no. I don't think there's a sexual relationship. Yeah. I think that it's, I think that there's there's a dominance there. And yes, <laughs> daddy works with dominance. Papa works with uh, alliteration. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think most of his decisions can be uh, drawn back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's very clear. Well, look, if you had a P-tape of me, I'd do whatever you fucking said. <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't think there is anything like that. It's Really? Just, I really don't. Uh, I honestly just think it's Putin got him elected and says he'll get him elected again. I don't think that's what it is. 
Ben I, has I, money involved in his business. Exactly. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I don't necessarily think there's a P-tape. I mean, for fuck's sake, I hope there's a P-tape. Yeah. But I don't think there's a P-tape. I, I do think that it's about financial interests. I think that mm-hmm. he's like, I, I, I'm trying to... Um, have a bunch of um, I'm trying to have a bunch of business in in Russia, which um, I was negotiating while I was running for president slash when I was the president or sorry when I was elected president, yep. uh, which Michael Cohen let us know about. <laughs> um, so I don't want that to go away. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you there. Uh, so let's let's skip. Let's move on um, from this uh, giant bag of nothing <laughs> to. Uh, our final topic tonight. Oh, which... you know, before we move on, yeah, I did want to talk about how he. Oh my <laughs> During goodness! His speech. I miss. I I wanted to do this too, and I forgot. Yeah. Go. I know what you're doing. Go. After After the North Korean summit was over, mm-hmm. he you know was praising Kim Jong Un for some fucking reason, and then he was discussing Otto. Um, warm beer. Warm beer. Um, the American student who was held captive in North Korea mm-hmm. and uh, came home to us brain dead, basically, and died a few days later. Um, he said that he believed that Kim Jong-un had nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. Right. He actually said, um, according to, let's say, Trump said during the, during the news conference, this is from a CNN article um, by um, Vanestra. Oh, my holy shit. Jesus Christmas. Vanestra, Vanessa, sorry. Um, my God, I'm drunk. It's Veronica. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Veronica Straculersi and Nicole Gallette, um, he said, um, he tells me that he, he tells me that he didn't know about it. And I will take him at his word. Um, Trump also claimed that Kim, quote, felt very badly, but he knew the case very well, but he knew it later. Uh, what? <laughs> um, I wanted to, um, the family, uh, mm-hmm. the family had said, um, also according to the CNN article, CNN article uh, we have been respectful during the summit process. We must not, we must speak out. Uh, Kim and his evil regime are responsible for the death of our son, Otto. Kim and his evil regime are responsible for unimaginable cruelty and inhumanity. No excuses or lavish praise can change that. Thank you. That was from Fred and uh, and Cindy Warmbier, uh, the parents of um, Otto, who was killed. Mm -hmm. He was essentially killed there. Yeah, he was tortured. Tortured to death. To death. To death. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just? Can I? And I I, 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 I hate to. I do not like phrasing things this way. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna do it anyway because this is a legitimate question that needs to be asked. If this was a democratic president, <laughs> would the right not lose their shit? I absolutely would. They would lose their mind if a Demo- If Barack Obama stood on a stage. And said, I don't think this dictator, who we all know is a dictator, is necessarily responsible for your kid's death. Because he told me that he wasn't. And I believe him. Like, the the Republicans would have murdered him on the spot. This is, this is so unbelievable. This is unbelievable that uh, the President of the United States... And, and I'll even... I'll even get it out of that realm, out of the comparing the two people. 
this is literally a human being who honestly seems like if Charles Manson said, I'm not sure why they killed all those people, I didn't tell them to, <laughs> he'd go, well, Charles told me he didn't. And I, I, believe, I take him at his word. He's a great musician. Like, that's that's who he is. Yep. How fucked is that? It's extremely fucked. <laughs> that's, that, that's the world we live in right now. That it's is just, the world we live in right now. It's just absolutely galling. That's what, that's the, seriously, the bonus pod came first. This is the bonus pod, this is the, this is the actual pod. The bonus pod came first. That's why it's so important that we put aside our fucking differences as like a, a party um, that's divided and yeah we can fight about we can fight about ideas but after we get a fucking candidate stop it like we can still fight about ideas but we can't fight about personalities unless our candidate's literally a serial murderer maybe we should fucking back this fucking candidate because this guy needs to be out of office i don't know anyone on the left i don't know anyone in the democratic party who would besides Solskjaer, who would say, well, this, I mean, sure, this leader has committed atrocities, but I trust them on their word that they didn't do this one. Mm-hmm. That needs to, that, that cannot continue. That can't continue. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Oh my goodness. Thank you for, I, I, I honestly, I had that, I had that teed up and I fucking forgot because I was trying to go by quicker mm-hmm. but no that's that did need to be mentioned yeah this president is a disgrace is an absolute disgrace mm-hmm. and the fact that prominent republicans won't stand up and say yeah that's disgusting what he did like that's disgusting what he said uh, uh, we rick santorum gave him like the mildest of of chastisings where he's like i'm not sure why the president would say something like that well same nikki haley after he said that, tweeted something also very like passive. Cryptic. Yeah. It was, passive it was aggressive. Pa- not passive aggressive. Sorry, passive. It was just passive. Like, of course, we believe that the North Korean regime was responsible for Otto's death, but like letting out Kim Jong un. He's the fucking who, dictator. He's who's in charge the of guy? everything. Who's the one who's he, running the North Korean regime? Dipshits? If, if anyone is stupid enough to think that Kim Jong-un isn't aware of every step of the captivity of a white I'm, American student. Whoa. White. No, Yeah, that matters. Does it? I think they know that that matters optically. Does it? For, for the, do they know that? I know it. I Look, I know it matters. Do they, they know would, it matters? I think there have been, there were a couple of um, Asian American captives that they had that did not get nearly as much attention as this. Well, it's because Bill, Bill Clinton saved them on a sex plane. Is that what happened? No, they were recent. More recent than that. <laughs> oh, well then, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Didn't Bill Clinton save Connie Chung's sister on a sex plane? <laughs> I, I don't remember specifically. I don't know, that was like a but I do piece. love that we are both in agreement that Bill Clinton has a sex plane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, and speaking of old white Democrats, we're going to end our talk, end our discussion today with Joe Biden. Um, Joe Biden uh, is uh, potentially, maybe, possibly, we don't know, who knows, maybe he doesn't know what's going on, running for president. Um, he has uh, he has talked to his family. He said his family wants him to run. And uh, my favorite thing about Joe Biden is that 
uh, Joe Biden, a.k.a. Gaff Master 6000, is able to have a gaff before he actually announces that he's running for president. <laughs> um, so Joe Biden was giving a speech in Omaha, and he called uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, and every Disney villain uh, a decent guy. Mm-hmm. Um. The left had a big problem with that. Elizabeth Warren came out with a statement saying there's no way that Mike Pence is a decent guy. Um, Joe Biden actually responded to uh, Cynthia Nixon, who was someone who came out and said, um, you need to understand what you said. Yeah, because because of the way Pence treats and feels about the LGBT community, there's no way anybody can say he's a decent guy. Treats and feels about... Well, actually, I have... When you mean that, you mean he won't let them buy pizza and he doesn't acknowledge their existence. (laughs) Uh, I actually have the the tweet right here if you want. Um, yeah, please. Um, actually, I think I also have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, look, I prepare for this shit. Shut up, <laughs> I prepare. Um, but yeah. So, what? Which? Which two? I mean, I have Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon said, "Joe, right. good. Joe Biden, you've just called America's most anti-LGBT elected leader a decent guy." Please consider how this falls on the ears of our community. Which is a a valid statement. And his response, uh, you're right, Cynthia. I was making a point in a foreign policy context that under normal circumstances, a vice president wouldn't be given a silent reaction on the world stage. But there is nothing decent about being anti-LGBTQ rights. And that includes the vice president. Yeah, I honestly think he was trying to say, because in the context of what he was talking about, was how... Um, uh, Pence was giving a speech at the Munich Security Conference. Yeah. I believe that's also when he said ISIS was defeated. Um, okay. Oh, was that when he said ISIS was defeated? Very shortly after there was an they killed attack? Americans. They yeah. killed the they killed Americans. I yeah. believe it was. Um, but what he was saying was um, that this decent guy, our vice president, stood before a group of allies and leaders, said he was there on behalf of President Trump, and got dead silence. And I think what he was trying to say was Pence himself has kind of been excluded from the uh, horrible reputation that Trump has at this point with yeah. with leaders and allies yeah. and stuff like that because he's he always tries to kind of stay out of it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of think what he was saying was this isn't a guy that's really not well respected mm-hmm. for some specific thing. Uh, obviously, it came off wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean it came off wrong? Yeah, I think it's something he threw in there as he was talking. I think that Joe Biden still thinks that the politics of old are the politics of new. Yeah, and I I honestly don't think it's a terrible thing to... I think Biden, though he is a gaffe machine, and though he did say he wanted to fight the president behind the bleachers... I think he's still kind of... This, sorry, my apologies. I'm just imagining two 70-year-old men fighting behind bleachers. I think he still follows the ideas of respect yeah. and civility and, like, um, friendliness in politics. Yeah. Like, well, he had a bunch of friends on the other yeah. side of the aisle. He's always been someone that reached across, and I think... I don't think... Barack Obama's best friend in the Senate was Tom Coburn. 
Mm-hmm. And Tom Coburn sucked. <laughs> like he was a he was a, a conservative Republican who sucked. Like the only thing that was good about Tom Coburn was his beard mm-hmm. at, that he grew. He grew a great beard. Was it Tom Coburn? Am I? Th- I, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking <laughs> the right person. Um, if not, I'm fucked. Um, but yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely right. It's only Tom Coburn. Um, but. Seriously, he had he grew this amazing beard, and it was like the. If you saw Ted Cruz's beard, it's the opposite. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that I think that Joe Biden still lives in this fantasy world where the people who are super good friends and the uh, are are like on the other side. Like, we can we can all get along, but we cannot. It's yeah. it's. I want us to. I think we should, but we we're not. We're absolutely not. Um. Did you see that? Uh, remind me of her name. Um, the after the Michael Cohen hearing when people were fighting, mm-hmm. um, Mark Meadows went up to one of the new Muslim congresswomen. Um, um, oh my goodness, Mark Meadows and um, LT- oh, go ahead, keep t- tell the story. Go ahead. Uh, he approached her afterwards to like kind of shake her hand and say, you know, no bad blood. Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar. I knew that. No, 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 it's not Ilhan Omar. It's the other one. To leave, yeah. Oh, my my apologies. Oh, you're so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss. It's one of the new Muslims. Is what you said. That's the most. That's the easiest <laughs> way to describe her. What did you wait? What was the story? Because she he approached her mind. on the the floor of the house afterwards to kind of shake her hand and go no blood blood and she gave him a hug. She hugged him and said, you know, oh, I get it. It's business, but like, I think. Should it be, be should it be business? I don't I don't think she said it's business, but I'm just I don't know exactly. <laughs> it's what she business. Said. I really hope it's not. Fucking I don't business. think she said that, but because um, if it's business, that's a fucking problem. You're yeah. right. It was Rashida Tlaib, a Democrat Rashida. from Michigan. Um, I got it wrong, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. But um, well, you said I literally you said, and I'm like, let's go. I picked the one who's been having issues with. People saying that she's anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, um, I I don't think we should be attacking uh, Biden for trying to still bridge the gap. Yeah, us. yeah. I think it's something we should strive to get back to politically. I don't think it's better but to continue this the, on the path we're going on at this point. Counterpoint though. Counterpoint is a guy who goes out of his way in every moment of every, like, every important moment that he has in his life where he can make a decision. When he makes a decision uh, against the rights of LGBTQ people, uh, is that that not cause to call him a not decent human being? No, I completely think it is. And I don't think Pence is probably the best person (laughs) to, to be talking about this with because he's so clearly not a decent guy right um if only we we would have been a great a a better vice president like paul ryan someone who was a backbone or whatever i i just think (laughs) if we could instead um be more understanding of biden's style instead of attacking and vitriol at him for doing this be like you know i understand that you want to have respect and you want to um have some bridge between this and the other side, but you really can't be saying 
giving credence to this man who is clearly evil. Who you is know? clearly a fucking monster. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think we should... I hope this doesn't discourage Biden from ever calling another Republican a decent guy. You know? Right. That's, that's, that's kind of the way I think about yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's worth calling out, but I don't think it's worth kind of the flames he got for it. Well, um, Elizabeth Warren, who is running for president, um, has who announced that she's running for president, um, has attacked, uh, not necessarily attacked, but has contrasted herself with the former vice president by saying, I'm sorry, I followed Mike Pence's history on LGBTQ Americans, and I don't think that this is a decent position. I, I'm going to go ahead and go on the limb and say that was disingenuous. Oh yeah, that was I don't think a that move. I don't think that Biden said it was a decent position. No, he did. I not. think that he was trying to say that this human person is a decent person, and he's not. I don't think he is. However, I understand that Biden is Biden, and is probably going to see better in people than I did. He yeah. sees, he saw good in John McCain, and I that's what I didn't. want. I don't want somebody like Trump who just. Is so negative and see some of the enemy. Yes, I want somebody who can see the good in the neg, like these these people that we don't agree with and that are doing terrible. I want somebody who can try to see the good and and appeal to that because yeah. calling, like specifically with Trump supporters, calling them deplorables that really backfired against us. What do you mean? You know? Like I think if we I don't know somebody- what you're talking about, President Hillary Clinton's doing fine right now. <laughs> <laughs> If we have somebody as a candidate who doesn't um, talk shit on the, on the supporters and like reaches out and calls to their humanity and, and stuff like that, I think that's a tactic that might work. But are we... Better than the other one, at least. Are we trying to win over Trump supporters or are we trying to turn on our base? Like, what do you, what do you, um, and I know we've had like the, we've had a billion 2020 talks, but this is actually, this will be what we, we'll, we'll, we'll end this on. What do you think the main strategy for a 2020 Democrat should be? Should it be trying to convince former Trump voters that they were wrong and that there's a better way and that they should come to this side? Or do you think it's get out Democratic voters and make sure that, as many Democratic voters come out as possible. I think it needs to be both. Because we're not winning. How do you do both? We're not winning Wisconsin if we're not trying to convert people who voted for Trump. Are we not? Or are we visiting Wisconsin? Because I know a presidential candidate who didn't do that. So does Amy Klobuchar. She those are and <laughs> you're, those are people who voted for Trump though. If visiting them makes them change, we're still trying to court people who well, no, voted for I, Trump. I think I think I think that that. I think that not visiting them makes them not think that... And, look, I think that what I'm about to say is stupid. (laughs) I think... And I live in Pennsylvania, a state that also went for Trump. But I think what I'm about to say is stupid, but I'll say this. I think that people, uh, that Democratic voters who live in Wisconsin went, Oh, I guess we're not important this year. I'll just stay home. Because we're probably going to win the presidency anyway. And they don't even need us, so whatever. I don't think that's what happened. You don't Wisconsin. think that's what happened? No, I think it was the middle class, middle of the road, White. factory worker, yes, type people <laughs> who who decided they wanted to switch it up and see what Trump would do. And I think those are the people, the ones that aren't fervent racists and, and crazy. <laughs> those are the people that we need to sway to get this this country but back. How do you? Oh, that's my that's my problem. 
Well, first of all, I think Biden is a good person to sway those people. I think Biden is a very good person because of his blue collar. I think Biden appeal. has has a bunch of blue collar bona fides. Yeah, I think that Biden's uh, uh, his insistence on writing Amtrak to fucking work every day <laughs> is nuts. Like, I think that I think that Biden is definitely that that like white guy that is like they're like he's one of us. Uh, and I think he could win. I think he could absolutely win those states. I think that he would win Wisconsin. I think that he would win um, Michigan. I think that he'd take Pennsylvania as long as he doesn't tell us all about how terrible Scranton is. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that he, I think that he would do well. Mm-hmm. I just my question, like, like I don't know. I don't know as a as a voter, as someone who wants the Democrats to win, um, as someone who's like looking at this political landscape. I don't know if maybe like you know going out of your way to win like like going out of your way to like try to extend your arm to someone who voted for a guy who went out of his went out of his way to be racist at every fucking point in his president in his in his campaign and then in his presidency uh i don't know if that's the best call I just don't. I can't. I can't look at that and see like, oh, that's good politics. Going out and being like, guys, come on on this side. It's like, didn't you just vote for the guy who was like, you know, Mex all Mexico is sending rapists? Like to me, I'm like, if you're willing to write off tens of millions of American citizens, then yeah. But I think. <laughs> Oh my god, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we should be trying to get them back on the side of good. Or shouldn't we be trying to get the people that we, that support liberal policies out to vote? If because they're not coming find- out to, no, if they're not coming out to vote already against Trump at this point, I don't really think there's much more we can do they, as candidates. If they're they, not already on their way to the fucking ballot booth just because of who is the president right now... There's not really much we can do anymore. Right, but I, I can understand. Okay, so the the media gave this air of um, inevitability for Hillary Clinton, right? The media essentially was yeah. Like, I'm talking about this election. I know, I know, <laughs> I agree. I'm saying I understand they they didn't think they needed to come out, but if they don't realize that by now, after two years of this guy, then there's nothing we can do. I honestly don't think there's anything we can do if they're already not ready to go out after what he's done in these two years. There's nothing we can do. How do we get these people to come out without condescending them? How do we get these people to come out without... Because when, when, when you make a mistake, when you make a mistake, um, you don't necessarily like to be alerted to that mistake. When you do something wrong, you're like, I mean, like, don't... I, look, I'll change. I don't think don't. you'd need to. I don't think you need to tell them they were wrong. I don't think that's the strategy they will employ. Offer them a better message than what they're getting right now. That's what that's what I think it'll be. See, that's the problem. I think we already did that and it didn't work. They tried something new, it didn't work. Now there's a better message. Right. <laughs> that's that's my th- I don't know. Well, no, I don't think you're wrong. I think I think I think that's fair. I, I was literally just trying to get you to keep going. I'm 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 with that. I think that that I think that it's important for us to make sure that our messaging is on point. I think that it's important for us to make sure that we show that we are a better alternative to whatever nonsense yeah. that the president is offering. Because the president is literally just offering nonsense. His And he's his friend, shown his, that now. His, that, like, they might have bought into it, but now they should be able to see that everything he told them 
is nonsense. Is a lie. Yes. It is a lie. The, he he waited until there was a Democratic uh, house in order to try to build the wall he said he was going to build for fucking mm-hmm. the whole campaign that Mexico was going to pay for. This isn't hard. This isn't a hard thing to figure out. He's not telling the truth. He's not. At every point. Look at any, any data. They're like, oh, the president lies a lot. <laughs> like, this president lies a lot. Um, it's not hard. Uh, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that we, you know, take a look at this and I hope, I'm hoping that other voters take a look. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm hoping that other voters take a look at this and go, this is not what we need. This is not what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that voters specifically in, you know, the states like Wisconsin and Michigan and, uh, our home state of Pennsylvania, um, take, uh, hey, Philly, you know, I talk so much shit in Philadelphia, but Philadelphia does this one thing where they vote for liberals. They make sure that they come out and they vote for liberals, but they're going to need to make sure they're fucking out to vote. They're going to need to make sure that they are uh, registered in enough time that they can vote in this general election and a part of the voting, a part of the, the voter pool. Because if we don't, if places like Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, these the bigger the bigger the bigger cities and towns we have if they don't come out and vote we're fucked and i'm i don't like to you know put a lot of stuff on philadelphia because they're too busy i don't know eating poop because they want a fucking super bowl (laughs) 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 but seriously philly step the fuck up okay you gotta go win it let's go do this um do you have any parting shots you want to take at anybody or anything no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, I, I'd like to go to bed. That's fair. Um, I also don't. Um, I think that Joe Biden's wrong and Mike Pence is not a decent person. However, I admire Joe Biden for liking to see the good in people. I really hope that Democrats can do that in this fucking primary. <laughs> And I hope that we win. Oh, I hope that we win. Um, so next week, we will be talking about probably whatever fallout happens from the, the Cohen testimony. And I don't know. There won't be any more fallout. What do you mean there won't be any more fallout? Why are you trying to predict what you're going to talk about <laughs> next week? <laughs> this is a news thing. This is what? It's like a news thing. It's whatever happens in the news. You don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm, no. I hate. Because I remember on one of your earlier ones, you're like, probably be talking more about Virginia. There's no more Virginia news. <laughs> there was more Virginia news. No. What are you talking about? There wasn't. Mrs. Northam was handing out cotton to black kids. There was more. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> oh, oh, before we go, I would like to say um, I was alerted to uh, from others that turns out 21 Savage did commit some crimes. <laughs> And, um, that was my bad, guys. Uh, I did say during the conversation, I don't know anything about 21 Savage, but turns out he did commit crimes, and I'm sorry, and I shouldn't have said that. And, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else. Yeah, Um, that's it.
I gotta go pee. Let's let's wrap this up. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um. Um. Thank you, Katrina, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go make tacos and play Spider Man. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>